Hey everybody and welcome to episode four of My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay and I'm your host. Season one is all about recovering from religiosity and I'm excited to have a special guest, Tony Wellington, with me on the show to join the discussion. Today we're going to be discussing if everything bad is Satan's fault and a lot of other stuff too. If you know Tony, you're in for a treat. I like to call this the State of the Church Address. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Right, so Tony, mm-hmm. is everything bad Satan's fault? Um, I would have to say no, because we are, as um, creations of Christ, um, we are free agents, and mm-hmm. there are things that occur simply because of our free agency, and Most so. Definitely. And so I do believe that everything, although everything that's that's bad that happens isn't Satan's fault, I think that Satan benefits from most of the mm. bad things that happen to us. But I don't Got think you. he causes them. For instance, Got you. if you decide that you want to go out and have a baby by somebody who's nuts, that was a personal <laughs> decision. But now Satan can benefit from it because now that person is a permanent fixture in your life. (laughs) Got you. (laughs) That's about the, that's the first example that came to my head. (laughs) You know what? I totally agree. Yeah, I agree. It it definitely has to do with, with free will. I'm trying to decide if this was a good idea to have you on the show. You know oh, how I I keep it real. I, 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 I know just, how you are. I just, you know, I think that it's easier for us to blame Satan than it is for us to admit, accept responsibility for our own actions. Thank you. That's what Thank it is. you. If I make yeah. a dumb decision, then I can say, ooh, that was Satan's fault. Look what the devil made me do. <laughs> and it would be foolish for you to think that the devil can make you do anything, that's right and then you still saying you believe in god if you believe in god how how does satan have rule over you to make you do things exactly and if the spirit is residing in you yeah that that's the thing if and and mm-hmm. it's just like um if you look at the book of job there's nowhere in the book of job where he was made to do something mm-hmm. he chose how he responded to the situations that occurred and it's the same thing with us you have a choice in how you respond and if you don't respond the right way that's on you most definitely mm-hmm. yeah so 
for those that say, okay, well, maybe it's not my fault. Maybe it's not Satan's fault. And they try to put it on God. What would you say about that? Um, the thing is, God's plan for us never includes, it, it, it's not promised that everything is going to go the right way. And once mm-hmm. again, we are agents of free will. And he says that the man that's born of a woman is of a few days and they're full of trouble. And mm-hmm. a lot of that trouble is self-inflicted. Very few things. The things that God allows, God will never allow something that could overtake us. Gotcha. Because yep. that would make him not God. Now, okay. If we are overtaken, it's because we wanted to be overtaken. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not because God said, Oh yeah, this is stronger than you are. You're gonna die in this. That that's not gotcha. the way he works. If you're overtaken, it's because you decided to let it overtake you. Yeah, or you overstepped his boundaries. Exactly. So if you are if you are in a situation where you are dealing with an issue for a sickness, a bad relationship, whatever you're dealing with, you have to mm-hmm. remember that God doesn't put more on us than we can bear. But however, there's no way you can lift weights if you don't push up. That that's true. You're gonna have to push. And yeah. if you stop pushing, the weight is gonna take you out. Got you. That's true. Yeah, when I was uh preparing for this, I had made a note and said we embrace the fact that God has given us free will, except when it comes to evil. Exactly. Which is basically what you were saying. Like we are so in agreement with free will and we embrace that mm-hmm. with everything else. Yes. <laughs> but when it comes to bad, it's like, it's either God or Satan and we're yeah, out of the equation. And it's not our fault. And it's not exactly. your fault at all. There is, exactly. you know, there comes a time and we are in a time now, not just as, the body of Christ, but as people in general, where no mm-hmm. one wants to take responsibility for their actions. And at some point, if you keep having the same type of issue with multiple people, and you move and you say, well, I'm going to move and get a fresh start, and then you got the same type of problem, you're the problem. Mm-hmm. It, got you. It's yeah. not your location, and you can't change because, you know, the quick fix for our age group is Oh, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm moving to New York. I'm gonna move here and I'm move there. And then you <laughs> or I'm moving the to another church. Yeah, I'm moving to another church. I don't like that church. They don't let me do what I want to do. And then <laughs> you take the same demons you got in you wherever you go, and now all of a sudden it's their fault too. And then you got to move again, and you got to move again. Exactly. And you wasted a whole lot of airfare and a whole lot of church membership. Oh yeah. When you could have just corrected <laughs> yourself. Tony, <laughs> I, I I mean I, that's I'm gonna try to make it through the whole thing. <laughs> You're not gonna make it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but it's so true, and I think like that's something that's so prevalent, especially with church. Like, if one little thing isn't right, or you know, we can't get our way, then we're on to the next one. Yeah, true. You know, and and we're never settled. We're never planted in an actual local assembly. Yep, and then that's but, the problem. Mm-hmm. Because you're not being fathered. Got gotcha. you. You're not being parented. So now you've got a gift 
but your gift isn't being nurtured in the right atmosphere. So now that's how you end up with all these fly-by-night prophets and all these songs. <laughs> Hold on. Your church and Hold on. And they don't have. Did you say? Cup. Did nope. you say fly by night? Yes. You know, <laughs> you wake up one morning, all of a sudden, you're the chief mouthpiece of God, and you got <laughs> business cards and everything. And when somebody asks you what church you go to, you can't answer them. H- how are you doing all this functioning with no parent? I- I'm concerned. Where- where's your parent? I'm not saying you got to sit at the same church all your life, but at some point. You should get settled enough so your gift can become a part of the house. Your gift ain't a part of the house. And so now you're just doing whatever you want to do <laughs> and messing God's name up as you go. <laughs> I went all the way left, didn't I? <laughs> you, but it's okay. You know what? I had I told Andre I was just going to hit record and just let you just I won't even go say nothing. <laughs> and now I see I should have just stuck with my original <laughs> plan. Uh, but it's but it is it is so true. Like we don't we don't even give ourselves time to be fathered, like you said. Mm-hmm. And the challenges are not indications that we need to move to the next one. That's exactly. necessary for growth. Exactly. You ha- you have to you have to be teachable as well as gifted you you yes you can't get to the place where your gift makes you think that you can just do whatever you want to do you you you, it it doesn't work like that every person with a gift whether it's spiritual or whether it's you know a physical gift whatever it is every person with a gift needs someone to show them how to use it yeah i agree you you need i agree and the thing is a lot of people aren't joining churches and they're not staying faithful to their church membership. And so now you got people just out here doing whatever. And part of the reason for that goes back to the church. You got a lot of people pastoring who were never supposed to pastor. Mm. So now you got people who don't want to follow you because you just as crooked and wayward as they are. And so that's true. So now they going out in the world they got their gift with them. They don't know what to do with it. So then somebody whispers sweet words in their ear. And now yeah. they think this is where I'm supposed to be at church at. And you end up going there and getting used because the place you were supposed to be, you weren't accepted. Got you. Mm-hmm. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. It's so true, though. It's so true. And we're out here not knowing how to use our gifts properly because we haven't stayed long enough to receive instruction. Exactly. Most definitely. That's where we we, are. And we don't like instruction because I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. No, you don't, you don't want anybody telling you what to do now because that would seem like, I don't know what I'm doing, but. Exactly. But you don't, but at the end of the day, I mean, and even, even when you are in leadership, you still have, have not arrived. No, you have to. So, Uh, Yeah, I'm shepherding. Yes, yes, I'm leading, but I'm also learning myself. Exactly. You know, so if if you're a leader, you're also receiving instruction. Exactly. You know, but it's just that we kind of all just want to be at the top and no one Uh tell us what to do or give us any instruction. Uh Uh-huh. 
that's the thing. Nobody wants instruction. Nobody wants to answer to anybody. Everybody just wants to do whatever they want to do. They want to interpret the Bible the way they want to interpret it. And nobody wants to be taught. And that's, that's the issue. And so that's why you have people thinking that everything bad is Satan's fault. Okay. When that's nowhere in the scripture. If you read, if you read the scripture correctly, for instance, if you read the book of Jonah and it talks about how Jonah was supposed to go tell these people that they had 40 days to, to turn back to God or they were going to be destroyed, this, that, and the third. It's Jonah who said, I ain't going. Yep, that's true. So you ended up in the belly of the whale because you said you won't going. Exactly. So that's, exactly. Why, that's why the Bible says that Jesus, that God prepared a fish. He Got had to you. prepare something because you were out of line. So you you can't your decision making has a lot to do with how God deals with you. Okay. So if I'm a if I'm a child that I can be trusted, my parents might leave me home by myself and you know come back later mm-hmm. that evening. But if I'm a child that they know they can't trust, they're looking for somebody. Pookie, Ray Ray, Grandma, somebody at daycare <laughs> to take care of me because they know I can't be trusted. And that's, that's the true. same way God is with us. Some of us, he know we can't be trusted. <laughs> uh, yeah. We cannot yeah. be trusted. <laughs> we have to be supervised. So extreme chaperone is what it is. He can't leave you by yourself. You, ain't, you haven't grown since you've known him. So he's constantly, constantly coming behind you, cleaning up after your mistakes, which is where we get this interpretation of if God is close to me all the time, then that means I got a better relationship than you do. But sometimes mm-hmm. that exactly. means that you are getting God's pity instead of God's favor. Ooh. So now God's looking at you like, mm, what you going to do next? You're mm-hmm. always doing something crazy. And then God gotcha. can't be God if he you know, lets you fall and die. So now he got to keep <laughs> coming and rescuing you rescuing you and then when your situation blows up in your face now all of a sudden it's God's fault but if the doctor doctor keeps telling you don't eat that don't eat that don't eat that don't eat that don't smoke don't do this don't do that and you continue to do it when you contract that disease when Mm -hmm. you get high blood pressure when you get diabetes and when they find cancer in your body and the doctor has warned you, then you ain't no need to blame God and say, God, why you let this happen to me? You were the gotcha. one with the fork in your hand eating the food. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the decisions like that that we can change. Now, some stuff in life you can't change. That's true. But the stuff that you can, if you would do right by that stuff, the other stuff wouldn't seem like so much. The problem is we're expecting God We're expecting God to bless stuff that he didn't even ordain in the first place. Mm -mm. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't tell you to go mess with homegirl. He didn't tell. Okay. (laughs) Tell you none of that. But now all of a sudden, now you pray and say, God, you know, bless my marriage. He didn't tell you to walk up there. You have to (laughs) listen to God. You can't no, you know, blue. you know, he dragged me up there. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, 
I just want God to really bless my marriage. And you said, and all the time y'all were dating, you said, God, give me a sign. God, give me a sign. God, give me a sign. And God was throwing signs at you left, right, and sideways, hitting you in the face <laughs> with the signs. And you still bopped up this to the altar anyway. And so yep, now you want you God love. to fix it. Now you want God to fix it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't Got listen. You. And that's God's fault. It's God, God, you know, I don't know why you put me with this abusive man. I told you he was abusive. Uh, for you married, you know. Got you. You know. Got you. <laughs> yeah, there is stuff, a lot of stuff that we can control. Mm-hmm. And you and then get... mm-hmm. we make our own decisions, and then we hold God accountable for it. Yep. And you got you yeah. got to get that stuff under control. Once you get that stuff under control, the stuff you can handle, we wouldn't have to pray. We would have much more time to pray for supernatural stuff if we would learn how to mm. handle this natural stuff ourselves. Wow. You don't you don't need you don't need prayer for some of this stuff that we think we need prayer for. Like mm, I, I, I mean, okay. it's conscious this some stuff is God gives you the mind to make the right choice on your own. But we don't want to make the right choice. We want God to do all of it for us and then we don't want to listen when he tells us what to do. I mean, we can't gotcha. we can't pray for people to get up out of wheelchairs and the, the dead to be raised because we're praying for your child who's an addict who you keep giving money to buy drugs. Okay, okay. We, Got that's you. where our prayers are going. We're praying yeah. for you in that area. We're praying for you and your marriage and your husband is gone. Like, not in your house still. We're, still, we're praying for your husband that's, you know, gone because... He told you he didn't want to be married to start with, and you pushed him. You know, got you. So now we're praying for people's decisions instead of praying for mm-hmm. real miracles. Mm-hmm. We gotta pray for. Okay. We, yeah, that's where we gotta go. I'm gonna have to quote that one. That's that's good. We, we, we're praying for stuff that we could handle. You, that is well, so good. Well, you know, that's God, so good. I need you to bless my finances, and God said, I need you to learn how to handle your money. I got you. You don't make but fifteen hundred a week. You can't spend eighteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you. God can't. said, "Exercise your common sense." <laughs> got you. We're praying yeah. against the will of God. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And you know what? You actually tapped into a another topic. Mm-hmm. Why we shouldn't bind up things that we can control. Exactly. You, you're in full control. The thing is, we are children of God. We, we're not just people who found God along the way. And now, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we with God. We are children of God. We were crafted with God crafted us with him in mind. Mm-hmm. We've, ne- we've never been fatherless, even though we act like. Oh, OK. Yeah, we, we've never been fatherless. We were cre- we we were created by our father and he gave us the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions that's what the bible says to tread upon these things so we can't tread upon what we want to lay with oh so you can't can't tread it out if you if you want to be a part of it and we're supposed to be we're supposed to be the the rulers of these things. We're, we, that's why the Bible yeah. says we're a peculiar priesthood. And, and, and the Bible calls us royalty. 
The Bible calls oh, yes. us royalty. It doesn't call us peasants. So mm-hmm. royalty means you're in charge is what that means. So we we are now praying for and binding up stuff that's just a result of poor decision making. Now, mm-hmm. now you praying to God, God, I don't know how I'm going to make my car payment. I just don't know. And common sense, the sense that God gave you said, mm, I don't make but eleven hundred a month. My car payment <laughs> might not need to be nine fifty. Okay. Yeah. You. you it might not exer- need to be. You need to exercise the sense God gave you. <laughs> That's right. Exercise it. That's yeah. And do. honestly, that even touches on using faith as an excuse to live outside of your means. Mm-hmm. You you can't do that because God says to whom much is given, much is required so so he's not gonna go against his own law if you've got a three or four bedroom it's gonna cost you more than the studio apartment you have it's gonna be more maintenance it's gonna be more upkeep because it's more required of you because you have more now so if you your faith is not determined by the stuff you have yes determined by the stuff you have because there's a lot of people with a lot of stuff and they don't have any faith yeah they got a lot of riches Mm. (laughs) good credit and faith are not the same thing listen here you can have good credit good credit and know nothing about god that's true your faith in god your faith in god is what gives you the power to walk in total prosperity not just your money not just your car, not just your house. Your faith in God is what gives you the right to walk in total prosperity and have peace of mind. That's that's what we're missing. People want all this stuff and nobody ain't got no peace of mind. Mm, and so now, yeah. now that's why you have people, that's why you have people who are millionaires with all this money killing themselves. That's because true. Because you you don't have any peace of mind. If you ain't got no peace of mind to go with it, why are you asking for it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. You need peace of mind first. If you have that's why it says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but He's given us a sound mind. That's important. He didn't say yeah. He gave us $10 million. He didn't say He gave us a fat bank account. He said He gave us a sound mind. Because until mm-hmm. you get a sound mind, no no matter what you get. Is gonna crumble. You gotta have a, yeah. you gotta have a sound mind. Yeah, because that's, that's the source of contentment. Exactly. And that's what's missing in the world now. And now we are covering our mental, our mental anguish and our mental illness and saying that it's of God because you know I, God made me like this and you know and things have happened god god hasn't made anything that wasn't right anything that's in you that takes you away from god didn't come from god got you mm-hmm. yeah and it's just it's just a consequence of like you said the world we live in yes we're human mm-hmm. we're we're fallen you know when evil entered entered into the world you know that's the result of that very true. You know, and like you said, we have free will. Yep. Some of the choices we make, you know, and sometimes we can't help the situations that may lead to things like 
you know, mm-hmm. me- mental illness. Um, but we can't blame God, I don't believe, for that. Um, or can't. even Satan. It's just, I mean, sometimes there are traumatic experiences that just kind of take you there. Yeah. And it's really nobody's fault. It's just yeah, it's how life. things naturally played out. Yeah. It's life. Yeah. We're, in the, we're living in a world where people are going to and fro trying to fill the empty spaces within them. And as a result of that, you have a lot of people who are casualties of war because now your parents, your parents, you know, wanted to go to school and wanted to go off to college and, you know, they weren't able to go and they're bitter with their parents. So now they're raising you. And because you want to go now, they have this subconscious issue with you. And it's, it's stuff like that, that we're dealing with. And it's not to say that, you know, God can't help us with those issues, but we can't expect God to take the blame for those issues. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, well, I understand that he's not doing it himself, but if mm-hmm. he's so good, like, why is he even allowing it? And the thing is, we're allowed, we're allowed to go through things because the only way to grow is to come through trouble. Got you. You'll never grow up and never get any better or any smarter if you don't come through some things. And and experience and life are the best teachers. You can read a book all day long on how to do this, how to do that. But until you actually go through it yourself, it's never going to be real to you. And that's how we grow. And that's what God's aim is. God says his plans for us are good and not evil to give us an expected end. In other words, you can't end up where he wants you to go if you don't go through something. Got you. Yeah. Yeah, and even Mm -hmm. with Joseph, he was saying what you meant for evil, Mm -hmm. I turned it around. You know, he he turned it around for my good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if he doesn't have anything to turn around, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, we, we just want the good. But, I mean, really, when you think of good, how would you even really determine if something is good if there was no evil? Exactly. And and we have to realize that certain things are good to us, but not good for us. Got so, you. So yeah. something can be good to you because that's why, you know, we have been told this lie, you know, that, you know, God brought me out of the miserable life of sin and I, I don't know about anybody else, but I was never miserable. Okay. I, I was a lot of things. Okay. Never, now, you can see the misery in it after you're out of it. Most but definitely. while you're in it, sin is not miserable. Sin oh, no. is very, very, very good because it caters to the part of you that speaks the loudest. Got you. Your sin caters to you, and that's why you wow. enjoy it. Because now we've been, you know, we've been made to believe that, you know, sin is miserable and and, and, and sin is not miserable. Sin just always leaves us wanting more. And that's the mm. problem with sin that you 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 never heard somebody say, well, you know, um, I committed fornication one time and I didn't never do that no more. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody never told that lie because it don't yeah. happen. 
until you get to the place where you realize that the craving you've created in yourself is pulling you away from who God created you to be, you'll always be out there. Got you. So that's the problem. Got you. That's the problem. We are. Yeah. We are living now in a way in a world where we have to admit that we are in this flesh until the day we die. And that's why you have to mm-hmm. crucify it daily. This ain't no one-time thing. You got to crucify your flesh daily. And just because you're not out sleeping around and just because you're not out drinking and smoking and partying and clubbing doesn't mean that you're free from the flesh. Most definitely. Because you can't tell me about self-discipline and tell me about you can't tell me about self-discipline and all that stuff and keeping my body under subjection and not being sleeping around and stuff when you're 20 or 30 or 800 pounds overweight because we're both dealing with discipline issues. Tony. I'm just saying we're both. So we have to get to the place where sin isn't just something you do sexually or sin ain't just something you drinking and smoking. Exactly. Sin is bigger than that. Sin is huge. Exactly. Exactly. Sin is any action, thought, or deed that takes you even one fragment of an inch from God. Anything that pulls you even slightly away from God is sin. That's how you exactly. And exactly. And we've been led to believe for so long that sin is, you know, sin is wearing short skirts and sin is wearing baggy jeans and, and all this stuff. And sin is huge. And until you understand the true power that your flesh has, when you give it to it, then you'll always be there in that place. And so that's what we're dealing with. We, We have to be honest with ourselves and turn the mirror on ourselves. The problem isn't the problem isn't the world around you. The problem is, are you aware of who you are? Mm, are you aware yeah. of what you're bringing to the table? Because gotcha. you, you, you could be the problem. You got to be aware of what you're bringing to the table. You can't keep saying, well, God keeps letting me get with these terrible people. You uh-huh. got to say, well, God, why am I not tapping into the discernment that I know you gave me? Exactly. Exactly. The gifts are already there for you to say that God is letting you go through something and it's it's killing you is to say that God hasn't given you all things pertaining to life and godliness like the Bible says. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah, we we we, so we we don't realize that when we say certain things what we're saying is God isn't perfect. Okay. Certain things we say we're saying that God isn't perfect. Like you, you walking around, I'm ugly. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too black. I'm too ugly. And you're not, you're not realizing you're saying God made something that won't right. Got you. And even our dealing with the flesh, mm-hmm. because, you know, get this raggedy flesh off. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we out of this fleshly body, uh-huh. but Jesus came in the flesh. And with, was so without sin. Exactly. So it's mm-hmm. not in the flesh. So that, yeah. like you said, we have to turn the mirror on ourselves mm-hmm. and say, beyond this flesh, what is it about my spirit? It's because something's not right in me. Yeah. Yeah. In me. We we have yeah. to, and we 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 give our flesh dominion over us. 
you have most to definitely learn. and the thing is one you have to learn first of all how to stop being around situations and people and relationships that trigger your flesh okay because boundaries because yeah but you got to set boundaries because and even jesus talked about setting boundaries because jesus said if you go into a house and there's no peace there then you leave and shake the dust off your feet as you go he didn't say stay there and keep until you get frustrated and mad and angry and want to cuss people out sometimes you just got to know when to leave exactly and bounce exactly and, exactly. And, that, and that's why the Bible says that no temptation on earth has he given us without a way of escape. Most definitely. Everything we just have to take that, you that way. Get into, you can get out of. But the problem is a lot of times we don't want to get out of it because Mm-mm. we have now become, we have now taken our issue as part of our identity. Mm-hmm. So now, okay. I, I want people to see me as the addict. I want people to see me as the person who can't stop drinking and cussing. I want people to see me that way because that's how I want them to identify me. And as long as they identify me that way, I don't have to do any real work. Ah, got you. Because no one expects any more from me. Exactly. Don't know. Nobody expects you to do any better when they've already identified you by that issue. So now Got we don't you. want to get rid of the issue because if I get delivered, then who am I outside of my issue? Yeah, you don't even know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who am yeah. I outside of this issue that I have? If I stop, if I stop, you know, letting my flesh control me, who am I? And that's the problem. We have a lot of identity crisis, not just in the world, but in the church. Not everybody mm. wants to look like everybody else. Everybody wants to sound like everybody else. Everybody yes. wants their church to look like everybody else's church. Yes. But nobody is really seeking God saying, God, what do you want me to do? So now exactly. we put God on the back burner and then we don't consult him on the front end, but on the back end, oh, no. we praying for him to fix it. God most definitely it. God do it God fill our church up God fill the pews we know you can do it send the harvest da, 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 da. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. all these prayers that we pray when instead of saying God why are our churches empty what are we doing God why is mm-hmm. my family in the shape it's in what am I doing what am I bringing to the table to make my family better exactly and even when he says be faith, you know, when you're faithful over few, he'll make you ruler over many. Mm-hmm. When the Bible says that, that doesn't mean that you go pray for the many and you go pray that he hurry up and make you ruler. Like when he sees your faithfulness, like that's up to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I think mm-hmm. our focus should not be on, especially in light of, you know, seeing people as numbers and growing the church. It should be how faithful are you being with the few that you have? Exactly. Maybe that's an indication of why he has not allowed you <laughs> uh-huh. to have and, more. And the thing is, and the thing is, you have to, you have to get to the place where you say it's all about quality over quantity. There's Thank no need you. to have a lot of people. Yes. Feeds in a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be able to make the, a deposit in these people. And yeah. that's just like, you know, 
even outside of the pastorate because you know you know he shouldn't be doing that he's a pastor but i can do it because i'm just a member a lay person now, yep. now we're on mm -hmm. that but instead of us saying all of us should be held to the same standard because we're all trying to get to the same place there's no pastor's heaven thank say that again there's no pastor's heaven no no apostles heaven no bishops heaven yes. we're just all trying to go to the same place so that means we're all going to be required to do the same thing most definitely so, yeah so if we get past that then we can get to the place where we say well god what is it that you want me to do with these few that i have because once you start planting seeds in those few and you stop trying to get members and actually start making disciples then yes. you'll find yourself growing but you can't grow when you're just getting people to join church and pay tithes exactly and there's a huge huge lack of discipleship in churches exactly huge exactly and nobody, nobody wants to be a disciple because being a disciple requires me to do more than just come and sit exactly and even i've seen like sin becomes glorified really yeah like if if pastor is is doing this then we all feel encouraged not to do better <laughs> but no. now we're encouraged that oh we're not alone and no exactly. change takes place and that's exactly. very dangerous it's a dangerous place to be, most definitely. I definitely agree with that. It's it's dangerous for you. It's dangerous for you to think that someone that looks unpunished mm. that God hasn't seen them. Woo. Because now, now I'm looking at, well, I'm living right, trying to do the right thing, trying to, you know study my bible trying to stay in my word trying to pray and this person ain't doing jack and they over here doing this that and the third and wow. blah 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 and they got more than i got maybe i should do what they're doing and because now because they're not punished in front of us now we think oh well they well god must be okay with it wow someone that looks unpunished oh yeah that's they, so heavy it, it it looks like, you know, they're getting by with everything that they're doing. But what you have to realize is that God is a, is a God of justice and a God of judgment, but he's also a God of grace. And, yes. he does, and it's not his will that anybody should perish. Yeah. It's not his will. So maybe God is trying to give that person time to pull themselves Got back you. in. Or maybe that person has started dealing with a punishment or judgment that we can't see. It's okay. not up to us to decide. All that's up Got to you. us is for us to do the right thing. That That's yeah. all we're in control of. You, you're not in control of another person's actions. People are going to do what they want to do. You're not in control of that. You're in that's control so of true. you. And once you get you, it'll take you your whole lifetime to get you in check. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And not thinking that as leaders that we are mm -hmm. immune from from punishment, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that makes me think about um, when Moses smote the rock instead of speaking mm -hmm. to it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the miracle still occurred. Yeah. But Moses had to suffer for that. 
Exactly. <laughs> he had consequences, you know, and I I think that's something that a lot of leaders can really well that we really need to think about because sometimes we feel like if the miracle still takes place, if he's moving, if people are still getting healed, coming to the altar, being saved, that mm-hmm. we're okay. Yep. But, you know, but his his mm-hmm. will is gonna be done regardless. Yep. <laughs> God's not God's not gonna neglect his people because you stupid. Okay. <laughs> now that's one way to put it. <laughs> that's about the plainest way I can put it. If you if you're the leader of a church and you decide you want to go astray and you want to do things your way, God is not gonna cast you you and your whole membership into the fire. <laughs> He's going to rescue true. those who want to be rescued. And if the in that in that particular passage of scripture you're talking about, the people were thirsty. Yes. People were out in the desert, okay? So yeah. these people are thirsty. So Moses, I don't care how mad you got and what you did while you were mad, I'm still going to give these people what I promised them, but you're going to suffer because you didn't do it the way I said do it. Exactly, and even so just the, uh, because you get results, don't mean thank you that God is pleased. Exactly, exactly, and even the other way around. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to the people, that's why we need to make sure as as lay people mm-hmm. that that we're doing okay. Because if we're banking on pastor salvation and his walk with the Lord, like you said, he could be going, he or she could be going through judgment that we are unaware of. So if we're, mm-hmm. you know, we think that our salvation is right. Re- the whole church, you know, is just in line with the pastor, you know, as long as he's acting right, you know, we're all going to make it into heaven, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we're banking on pastor salvation, but if there's something he's, <laughs> you know, he's dealing with that we're not aware of he or she that we're not aware of, then we're screwed. Yep. <laughs> Most definitely. Most you know, definitely. that's dangerous as well. Like from both sides, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's, I think. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous for us to assume that just because there's growth, then that automatically means automatically means that we have God's favor. Because yes. if 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 you are if you are in a place where God is being faithful to you there may not always be immediate growth. Gotcha. And, mo- and most of the time, when there is immediate fast growth, it's swelling. It's not It's not growth, it's swelling. Hmm. And just how swelling comes, swelling goes down. So wow. don't allow a person's season where it looks like everything is just falling in their lap to deter you from doing what God told you to do because you have to live by your own convictions got you and you got to live by what live by what you're convicted by and you can't expect other people i'm all off topic but you can't expect other (laughs) people you can't expect other people to live by your convictions stuff that convicts you might not convict them for i mean like you know for instance me i don't make it a habit of wearing jeans to church but I'm not about right. to get up and preach to people and say, don't wear your jeans to church. Gotcha. That's my personal. Yeah. And see, people have mixed up what's personal and what's biblical. Thank you. You you can be, you can have personal convictions all day, but they might not be biblical. 
Yeah, and that doesn't mean it's heavenly mandate either. Exactly. And see, you can't speak for God on the behalf of everything that God wanted to speak on. He already spoke on it. He didn't need you to speak on his behalf concerning things that are not biblical. Everything yeah. he wanted to say, he already said it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we try to mm-hmm. make our personal beliefs what God wants. Yep. Yeah, because So God doesn't want you to wear your jeans. Yeah, you're uncomfortable. So now you're uncomfortable with the way people are doing stuff. Like, you're supposed to sing a hymn every service. <laughs> like, like that's not biblical. I mean, it might it's be not. what you like. It might be what you like, but that's not <laughs> biblical. Because Got you. You're, you're saying, well, they sung a hymn in Acts and da-da-da-da-da. I said, do you really think that Paul and Silas were walking around with a red hymn book like we have now, singing hymns out of it? I'm just saying, we we can, the same way that we're uncomfortable with things that are changing in front of us, people in the in the older times and past generations were uncomfortable with things that were changing in front of them. Most but, definitely. But God calls us because He wants to us to embrace the change. Moses, the same way he told um, Joshua, he said, the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Okay? So if he's he's with me in the same way, that don't mean I'm going to be the same person. Okay. Yeah. He was just saying that I am I am he said, what he was saying was, I am going to be with you and I'm going to give you the same power that I gave that I have. to Moses. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not, might not be the same thing because the thing is, if he was going to live the exact same life Moses lived, he was going to miss out too. Exactly. Yeah. Ain't no need for me to watch you miss out and then I come right behind you and do the same and thing. And do the same out. thing. No. So there has to be change. In order, the only way to grow anything that doesn't change is a monument. Hmm. And we are not monuments. We are not museums. We are a movement. Yeah, we're living epistles. Yeah, we we got to keep moving and we got to keep growing. Yeah, that's gotta so keep true. Changing. We're evolving, and the church as a whole is evolving. That doesn't mean that the church doesn't still have a standard. That doesn't mean the church is gotcha. supposed to be the light, but the church is evolving. And we are now getting to the place now where the church has to minister to the whole person and not just your spiritual needs. That's so good. Cause you've got to so live good. outside of church. You got to really, live, you got to live in the world. You, you, you got to live out here in the street. It's not just no. We're separate. Bible study. <laughs> you know, it's bigger than that. So yeah, not not only tell me about my spiritual needs, not only explain to me the importance of this and the importance of this and all this and communion and those things. Those things are important, but tell me what to do with my money so my money doesn't yeah. get gone before. My bills are finished being paid. Tell me exactly. what to do with my body when I'm laying at home at night and I want to go do something. Tell me how to get that under subjection. Tell me okay. what to do yeah. when I'm addicted to drugs. Tell me what to do when my child is suicidal and I don't know what to say to him. That, gotcha. that we're living real life. Yeah. We let's can't learn let's talk mental church, health. We're going to learn it. Exactly. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And not using the blanket statement of just pray about it or yeah, exactly. You know, it's and that's just, it's not that's just the basis about of, it anymore. Exactly. And it's never been really. Mm-hmm. Faith is it, without works is dead. <laughs> yeah. All day. It's dead. So I yeah. can pray until I'm blue in the face, until my knees <laughs> fall off. But until I get to the place where I'm willing to do something after I say amen, I'll be right Mm -hmm. back down there praying that same prayer again. Exactly. And even just as far as like, you know, what you're saying about your child being, you know, suicidal, Mm -hmm. we can't, this goes in line with the not binding up things that we can control. Mm -hmm. Like we're not going to (laughs) demonize suicidal thoughts. You know, and, and we need yeah. to bind that spirit up. No. Like, no, how about therapy? How about the counseling? Root of the problem. Why, why does your child not want to be here? That's gotcha. what you're yeah. to get to. It ain't yeah. just bind it up. And and, yeah. and and we loose that. And that, that, that <laughs> and we speaking in tongues and falling on the floor. And slobbering yes. out our mouths. After we do all that praying and all that stuff, we have to get to the root of the issue. Why exactly. does your child not want to be here? Why does your child find comfort in drugs? Why 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 does yes. my husband find comfort in being away from me? Why is my wife uninterested? Those are the types of things you get you those are the questions you gotta ask. You can't just bind everything up. You you have yeah. to ask what can I do or what is the first step in fixing the problem. Yeah. Of, or we because, or or we side with with certain people certain groups of people so like for -hmm. example we're we're in line with police officers yeah they're of god you know god has put them in place but then Mm -hmm. when it comes to other officials or even like people involved with mental health Mm -hmm. then it's like oh no they're worldly you need to take it to jesus don't go to no therapist or or counselor you know jesus is your is your strength the joy of the lord is your strength Mm -hmm. you know but it's (laughs) He's also put them in place as well. Yep. And one of my favorite examples is when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well, there's not anywhere in that story where he put his laid his hands on her and she fell out. (laughs) People threw a cloth over her ankles and all this stuff. None of that's in that story. What's in that story is Jesus gave her a on the spot counseling session. Most definitely. You got to know. See, now Jesus opened up her eyes to who she was. And then her self-awareness caused her to change and then go tell others that they yep. needed to change. Yep. But, but Jesus comes to create self-awareness in us. And if we don't embrace that self-awareness, we're going to always find ourselves praying about issues without actually confronting the issue. Yeah, and I mean, would you even go so far as to say it's a heart issue with us? Oh, yeah. The fact that we don't even want to deal, we go straight to the spiritual. Uh Because we don't even know how to deal. We don't know how to deal with that. We don't Mm -mm. know how to, we don't know how to, um, we don't know how to conquer the guys of, oh, we got to be spiritual. And this is a prayer issue, and that's a demon. <laughs> yeah. Always a demon. It's not always a demon. Maybe, and the thing is, maybe your child is feeling 
like depressed and suicidal because the only time you talk to them is when you're fussing at them about coming out of their room, doing the right thing, this, that, and the third. And we're not mm-hmm. giving our child comfort. You, you, yep. th- this is, it's bigger than a spiritual issue. And that's why we can't blame everything bad on the devil because it's because of seeds we plant. You can't plant bad seeds and expect to reap a good harvest. You, if yeah. you don't raise your children to be respectful and treat other people the way they want to be treated and to do the right thing and, ha- and be big hearted towards people, then why do you let them grow up and expect, you know, them to do something different than what you raised them to do? Exactly. It's all about seeds you plant. You got to plant the seed. And then once the seed is planted, then issues get corrected. But issues yeah. don't get corrected just because, you know, we out here giving, you know, bombarding heaven, as we call it. And, you know, we're wearing <laughs> our army print. Not now. Oh, yes. You know, it's a warfare conference now, you know. Because oh, most definitely. We got problems and we need God to answer us. And now we're warfaring and we're going around the church warring about stuff. And half of the stuff on the list that we're warring against is stuff we created. See, we, we create, it's just like, you know, those people in um, Florida that buy those boa constrictors and, you know, they're cute when they're <laughs> two or three feet long and, you know, you can wear them around your neck. No, but they ain't cute to me when they're that short. Now he 10 or 12. Now he 10 or 12 feet. And now all of a sudden you want to put him out in the backyard now because, you know, <laughs> now he's too big to handle. And that's the same way we do with our issues. It's okay, you know, when I was just, you know, you know, doing this one day a week or I was just having these thoughts, you know, once or twice a month, you know, it was okay, okay. because that's just me. But now that the thoughts and the actions have overtaken me, now I want to take it back to God. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So true. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff we can control, which I think is the mm-hmm. bottom line of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, and, and take responsibility. That's it. Take responsibility. For your actions. If everybody took responsibility for their actions, no one would be walking around saying, I don't know how this happened. Take responsibilities for your actions and take control of your life. You're in charge of the decisions you make. You're in charge of what... There are some things that you're born into, but the same way you're born into those things, you can walk out of those things. Got you. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, you might have been born into poverty. That don't mean you're going to die poor. That's true. Walk out of it. So that's that's where we're at. You got to take ownership over your life and then once you start walking and actually making decisions you'll see things change but as long as you're moping blaming everybody else you're going to keep that same problem yeah mm-hmm. I totally agree well I I feel like we've we've dealt with a very necessary topic mm-hmm. that, that needs to be talked about most definitely because <laughs> blame is definitely misplaced yep nowadays yeah we're blaming everybody you know but ourselves because you know now it's um it's an issue of well 
I would have never been like this if my, you know, this, that, and the third. But you got to realize, you know, not, you know, and not trying to minimize your issue, but, you know, people who say, well, you know, I needed my daddy and my daddy was never around. Da, 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 da. Maybe God knew that your daddy could wasn't responsible enough to handle the responsibility of raising you. Gotcha. He's not going to put you in a situation that's going to make you be less than what he wanted you to be. So, and, and, and there's a lot of people who are the successes they are because of the inadequacies in their raising and, and in their mm. upbringing. There's a lot of great people who's got their greatness because they went through things. That's so true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yep. Yeah. Most definitely. This yeah. has been very, very enjoyable. It has. It has. I mean, yeah, we talked about a lot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but it's all necessary, really. Yes, it, it is. And I think I'm well, I'm hoping that this will help someone. Oh, yes. it definitely Real, You know, and especially because it, it creates a disconnect between the person and God. Yes. Because then you start questioning his character and his motive, mm-hmm. um, you know, when it's really just something that you should take responsibility for. Yep. And look at uh, and stop looking at God through the fi- filtering God through mankind. Yes. But just because someone who says they love God messes up doesn't mean that God has messed up. Yes, exactly. God, 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 God is bigger than the pictures that we're shown sometimes. And he's bigger than what we see. So we have to tap into our own relationships with God. We have to tap into our own relationships with him and see him for ourselves, talk to him for ourselves. And then we won't have to wait for someone else to show us God. Yeah, exactly. Because we know him for ourselves. We're not dealing with God like the people, like the Israelites were dealing with God, where they had to wait till Moses talked to God for them. We're dealing with God that we can talk to for ourselves. And once we start talking to him for ourselves, then we'll realize that a lot of the things we believed about God were not true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I I hope that's, you know, one thing that people get, especially out of this particular season. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I wanted to deal with this topic because there are a lot of questions that people have, you know, including myself, mm-hmm. you know, things that we have to work through that aren't always easy and most of the times it's not going to be addressed in the church Mm-mm. or from from behind the pulpit, you know. Yeah. And so I wanted to have a platform where we can actually talk about this. It's not anything fancy, not anything, you know, but just a place where we can have honest conversations. Mm-hmm. No, no expectations to be perfect or to even have all the answers, really. Mm-hmm. But just to talk, even if we never reach a conclusion just dealing with these these things because if you put on this persona that as a christian you're perfect you have it all together you know all the answers people aren't going to approach you <laughs> you know if if they're doubting and have questions no nope. because then they'll be seen as less of a christian yes most definitely you know but i feel like even in doubting you know that's also a part of seeking 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we become we become the children of God and we tap into our true DNA as God's children when we go through those seasons where we can't feel God or can't see God or we don't exactly. feel like we can hear him. But then we come to the conclusion that God is always there. It's just sometimes God has to allow us to go through seasons where he's now taught us what to do and now he's not talking anymore because he wants you to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the teacher is not going to keep talking to you and teaching during the test. I wish they would. Mm, me and you both, child. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but that's that's so true. So, yeah, most definitely. I, yeah. So, did you have any other, you know, lasting thoughts on the topic? Um, I think the last thing I'll say, and I'm gonna try to really, really, really make it the last thing I say. Um, <laughs> I think the last thing I'll say is, um, find, find out, use this season to find out who you are and mm. then after you find out who you are ask God what he wants from you I think if those two questions if we answer those two questions about ourselves then that'll take up time that we would spend doing other foolishness if you find out who you are what needs to be changed what needs to be amplified what part of what because your gift is already in you you don't mm-hmm. have to go find your God-given gift. Your gift is already in you. So find out who you are, who, um, what makes you up, what are your components. And then once you find that out, find out how God wants to use those components mm-hmm. for his glory. And realize that everything, no matter if you're singing, preaching, cleaning the bathrooms, whatever you're doing, every yeah. gift is coming together for the glory of God. Yeah. So good. Tony, thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate you being willing to be a part. No Um, problem. It was an absolute honor. I I was, I was so honored when you asked me, you know, so I'm thankful. I was honored that you said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay. You're hilarious, Mm. but you're also wise and you're definitely a blessing to the body. Mm-hmm. definitely thank, a blessing to the body thank you so much and I um, um, I just thank you for um, hearing God and you know starting this platform because people need to hear that they're not the only ones going through they're not the only ones with issues but just like everybody else God can deliver just like he delivers anyone so thank you yeah. for starting the platform I'll say that well that means a lot that means a lot. I look forward to having you for future episodes. Hopefully, I can get to the point where I don't laugh, though. <laughs> you a goofball. <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely a, a joy and a pleasure and definitely an honor to have you. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Tony on social media. All right. Thank you so much. Did you enjoy this episode? 
I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.